listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an all-new episode. Welcome to an all-new season. I don't know why Nick is laughing. It's not funny. There's nothing funny about this. It's season four for 30 on Broadway Talking Blue Shirts on the FHN. And it is. I don't know how we've made it four seasons so far. We've done it four seasons now. If you're sitting there going, four seasons, what are you talking about? I, me, me, myself, and I. I'm not Jim Carrey, but whatever. Actually, me, myself, and Irene. You. I know the movie, damn it. Uh, I have always said that the season for me always kind of started in the beginning, like with free agency. What is happening right now? <laughs> what, what is Joey doing? Joey, get up! I have no idea. I'm trying to get Turbo Man. Don't, Joey! Joey, don't you touch my Turbo Man. That's no. my Turbo Man. Don't. Joey, don't mess with my Turbo Man doll. It's not yours. This is mine. Oh, that one's yours. Okay. Where is is my Turbo? Is my Turbo Man safe away from that little terrorist hands? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll show you. What a start to season four, everybody! Absolutely railroaded. Okay. <laughs> absolutely railroaded here. Ed, put my turbo man down, Joey. Joey, put my turbo man down. Get out. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Good day. Get out. Everybody out. Okay, that's awesome. Why would you bring it? Okay, get out. This is great. This is quality. This is quality content right here. This is this is quality content that you can only find. On Thirty on Broadway, talking blue shirts. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. Yeah. That's actually, by the way, "Family Affair" by Sly and the Family Stone. Great song. Sorry. All right. But, so, anyways, I always start the new season with free agency because that's kind of like I consider that when the calendar clicks over for 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 me. So that's what we always have done at the FHN and what we've done with Thirty on Broadway. Um, some of the other podcasts that we have on the network do things differently. They do they do it a little differently or however they do it. Some don't have seasons at all. That's just kind of the way I do it. It's like a turn the page for me. Um, so really, really quick, I just want to jump on some of the stuff that's been going on. Obviously, free agency kicked off today, so that was the big the big story. We've got the stories that happened with that, um, with, you know, notably with um, – with uh, Vinny Trocek, who, you know, lateral move. We'll talk about that. Um, Jesus. But since we had our last since we had our last podcast, we had the entry draft, which this was the first entry draft for the Rangers in a very long time. That was uh, minus Gordy Clark and crew. Thank this is God. <laughs> this was the first draft that the Rangers have had really that I think you could sit there and say Chris Drury has his full stamp because it's his staff through and through, I believe. I mean, most, I think most of everybody that had 
kind of turnover or changeover is gone now. Um, but we know that the Rangers didn't have the first over, the first round pick this year. Um, they had six picks in the draft. Uh, the first one came up 63rd overall, where they took Adam Sikora, who played most of his uh, season in the Slovakia League, picked up 10 goals, 7 assists. He's a 5'10", 172-pound forward. Originally, I saw people freaking out because I because he was a he wasn't a centerman, and I saw people on on Twitter and Facebook going, "Oh my God, why the hell aren't the Rangers drafting a center? We need a second line center." Look, this is one of the things. I'm not a prospect. I'm let me let me phrase this correctly, because I think that the the people, the guys that are prospect gurus and are really in the weeds of it, awesome. You know, I, I, I tried like like George. I wanted George to come on the podcast. He was he was unfortunately out of town. Um, there's there's guys that really get into the prospects and they know them inside and out. I don't. I, I honestly don't. So I can't comment on them. I can read. You know, I can give you the uh, the, the the background, the bio of them, but I'm not going to sit here unless they're like a college or collegiate player or somebody that I've been paying attention to, just kind of on the radar, off chance. I'm not going to sit here and be like, all right, this player is going to bring this. This player is going to do this and that. But even still, with that being said, you know, I really don't pay a whole lot of attention to prospects in the NHL draft. And really, it's only because it's not because I don't like to have fun or have fun with it. Like I said, there's guys that are prospect junkies and they're prospect experts. I love them. Power to them. I get I enjoy reading the notes and I enjoy reading up on the, on the players. It's just not my thing. Like it's not my thing to go out and do, but I don't get all hot and bothered about draft picks in the NHL unless they're like top you, five or top you, 10. Because you don't believe in fun. No, you hate fun. The number of players that actually, like, I think we, we were doing this a few weeks ago in like, earlier draft years where like the number, the percentage of players that actually played in the NHL out of all the players that got drafted were, were somewhere what, like between like the forties to 50, like low fifties. If, if lucky. Yeah. But, just- uh, yeah. And I, and I, I didn't believe it because I, I thought that that was, uh, I thought that was taking into account like if a guy played one or two games. Like it's not, if they played in the NHL for like a prolonged career, like we didn't get the exact, you know, how they figured out the percentage, we didn't know. So I thought that percentage was high because I don't think 40% of draft picks actually play in the NHL. Like, oh, they, they, they play, they may oh. get a cup of coffee here or there, but it was down. But, like, just, if you're listening live on Facebook, we're, uh, we're, we're going to probably switch off at some point because we want you to listen to the podcast, especially when we get to our, our, our buddies. Our, our good buddies that we're going to talk about in a moment. But, um, no, my, my whole thing with it really is none of these players, unless they're like a top, top, top pick in the first round, none of these players are being drafted under the guise of an immediate impact. So it's the people not, that are freaking yeah, out that the Rangers the didn't draft a second-line center in the opening – it's like these guys aren't going to be a factor, maybe never – but the, 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 the point is is that they're not going to be a factor for years, like yeah. years down the road. So it's yeah. kind of like chill out. Like Bryce McConnell Barker, centerman, 
uh, of the Sioux Greyhounds in the Ontario Hockey League. Everybody was super excited about that. 6'1", 193 pounder. Then they took uh, then they took another forward, Noah Labo. Uh, I, I just got to tell you, uh, Barker will probably be traded. Kyle Dubas will probably try and trade for him at some point because if you played for the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds, Kyle Dubas at any given point will try and trade or try and acquire <laughs> you. So there's that. There's some prospect insight that you get on 30 on Broadway. Um, well, it's not even prospect. It's literally, I think Kyle Dubas is either trying to acquire any player born or raised around the Toronto <laughs> area or that played for the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds. The, the Rangers drafted Frankie, Frankie Vitrano's replacement, the good That's Italian right. defenseman That's Vittorio right. Mancini. What a name. Like, just, oh. Like, it just, it's what? just like. Oh, what a day. Like, I just, dude, like, I just, I just want to rip into some mozzarella. Oh, my God. Have a nice caprese salad. Like, right oh, now. Like, right. just, like, ah. Oh. Let me tell you, like, <laughs> when I was in Arizona, so this is, this is, we're getting off the, a little bit off the track here, but just because Nick brought up, uh, brought this up, there was a, there was a really good, Salad place called Salad. I think it was like Salad and Go or whatever. But like you get like a big, like a, a big salad for reasonable, and it was loaded. And they had a Capri salad. And I call up to the drive-through, and I'm like, I want, and they're like a Caprice. And I was like, no, no. And they're like, it's a Capri. I was like, it's not a Caprice. Like who says Caprice? But apparently that's like a apparently that's a big thing outside of like. New York and like, I guess the Northeast they call it Caprice salad. Well, that, that's like that's like mozzarella is mozzarella. Oh yeah, or like uh, regatta. Yeah. Rega like Re who says ricotta? Yeah, ricotta. yeah, like uh, my favorite like, one was I was I'll never forget this. I was in Minnesota for a karate tournament when I was younger, and we were at the store because we were getting food. And the guy as he wanted focaccia bread. Focaccia. Oh, dude, he was like <laughs> focaccia. Like he could, like the way he, like dude, it was so like I was like, oh my god, please stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. It was it, so bad. And I know what it is. I know like a lot. Like 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 I don't say prosciutto. It's prosciutto. It's like, prosciutto. Like you don't yeah. say prosciutto, but. That's more like it's a New York thing, I guess, or whatever. But, like, I used to get in arguments at work with people at work. They would be like, hey, what do you, like, with your lasagna, do you, like, do you do, like, do you put the meat in the ricotta? And I'm like, what the, what's the ricotta? They'd be like, that's not how you say it. That's not even how you spell it. It's not, it's not ricotta. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, don't even, like, don't go there. Like, let's not do that. Like you want to get me bothered? Don't don't start. Like we'll we will fight. <laughs> I don't care. But All right, so everyone go go tweet Chris at either the FHN or Thirty on Broadway. Tweet him that it's not spelled regut. Like please, like get Chris mad. Everyone go get Chris mad. R e g u t t. Like yeah. That was very Italian of you. Get out of here. But anyways, um, 
So the Rangers make six draft picks over over their over their their thing. But again, like I'm curious to see. Like I pay attention to when they get to like the Hartford level if they get that if it's that route. That's where I start. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm really interested in here. Because again, like you just because a player gets drafted, one it one, it doesn't even mean they're gonna make it to the NHL. Two, it doesn't mean that they're gonna make it make out with the team. And three, it doesn't mean that they're in the long-term plans. You're you you see teams do this all the time where they they it's asset management. And I know people will say, well, the Rangers have terrible draft and asset management, and you could use that argument. There's an argument there. But just because you get drafted doesn't mean anything. I know I know I'm talking like, all right, is this drafting or prospects for dummies? But like, I, I just don't get all wrapped up in the hype of it because I, I who knows what the hell the the long term outlook is with, in that regard. I, I yeah, have no idea. I, truth be told, I actually watched the draft. Chris didn't. Chris was a real fun sucker. No, but I'm just saying, you know. All right, I'm so, just saying you're a real fun sucker. We had the draft. If you're watching this on Facebook, if you watch this after the fact, we're not sponsored by Hart. But I will tell you, Hart, if you want to sponsor us, big fan. Big fan. Did you see the mower that I sent you the picture of? Yeah. Welcome to the offseason, folks. This is our offseason. This is the beginning of our new season, but it's still the offseason. My, my tractor, she thinks my tractor is not sexy because it's dead. My tractor broke. My other mower was spitting gas out of the engine all over the place. Not good. Just just so you know, folks, that's not good. So I was, like, trying to figure out how to get another mower that I needed to get something picked up. I went to a couple of places, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to get an electric or battery powered. I ended up going and getting the heart push mower, and the fucking thing is awesome. I... I, I I highly recommend it. I've got a, a little over a half acre of property. One battery mowed my whole lawn, and I literally mowed it. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this and send this to Hart. I'm gonna do that. Hart is the official sponsor podcast sponsor going forward for next season. That's gonna watch. That's what's gonna happen. But anyways, I literally mowed through. I haven't mowed my lawn in like a month. It, it's a it was a wild bush out there. And I showed, like, Nick, you saw the pictures of it. It was bad. And I mowed it. I went through it with this mower, and I put it on a higher setting. Not the highest, but I put it on a higher cutting setting, so it was a little taller. It went through everything like freaking butter. And my lawn looked manicured. I didn't have to cut it twice. I didn't have to run back for a big... Chris was literally sending snaps. Like, he was was legitimately... All he needed was, was the basic plain white Nikes. And he would have been that dad that, you know, oh, yeah, baby, cool. we're going to go take the lawn. We're it, like, was, it was cool because back in like 2007-ish or whatever, I had my own landscaping, like small lawn and landscaping business. And electric mowers and this stuff, like some of them started to come out, but they weren't big. And when they started coming out, it's like anything else. Like they weren't popular. Nobody cared about them. Nobody trusted them. I'm curious to see the durability and how this holds up, but right out the gate, super excited. And it's got fucking headlights. Why? Just like the Manscaped trimmer we'll talk about. My oh, freaking lawnmower has got God. headlights. Oh. And it's not even a tractor. It's not even a wa- it's uh, not even a riding mower. But anyways, all right. Whoa! If that's real. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got some breaking news here. Breaking news? 
well, by the time you listen to this, it won't be breaking news. But it won't be breaking. But if you're listening, it looks. To it looks like Johnny Hockey is taking his talents to the, the city, the city of Cleveland or Columbus. He's going to the Blue Jackets. That's what I just saw. And How yeah, you- per Elliot Friedman, Johnny Gaudreau is going to the Columbus. Blue Jackets. That is a huge and being being a Ranger podcast, this is the part where we throw our heads back and laugh at the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine! Imagine! Now just imagine for a second. You are the New York Islanders, and this is the second time in four years you threw big money at a free agent, and they looked at you and laughed and went somewhere else. <laughs> oh my God! The brand new IBS Arena. Oh, I mean, I'll I'll say it from the I haven't been there personally, but I've seen the pictures and it looks beautiful from the outside. But I haven't been there. Um, but uh, like that's funny, and at Columbus, that's a big, that's a big pickup for Columbus. I heard I heard the deal was seven years at seven twelve years, million. Nine, oh, it was nine million. Nine point eight million. I heard they offered him twelve. Who? The Islanders? Columbus? No, I heard Columbus offered Johnny twelve. That was the the number that was rumored. I think it's seven by nine point eight. So who knows? Maybe wow. there's some, maybe there's some there's some twelve million in there somewhere. But um, yeah, all right. So it's been it's been kind of an interesting day. Let's talk about the Rangers stuff because I know. Anybody that's watching, they're gonna be like, "What the hell? We're gonna talk about it." All right, um, let's talk Wait, can, about. Can I? Can I just? Can I just laugh at the Islanders one more time, please? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, it sucks to be you. You guys suck. The Devils suck. Islanders suck. Okay, I'm better now. All right. Anyways, let's jump into. Um, the out the doors, shall we? Can we talk? Should we talk about the out the doors first? The I one that care. makes me sad, the gab the gabba goal. Frankie Vitrano goes to Anaheim. At least he goes to Anaheim, so he's gone. I hate to see him go. I really like Frank Vitrano. I've liked Frank Vitrano for a long time. I've liked him before he was a Ranger. I liked him before he was a Panther. Um, Going back to that means Chris Ruder for the Boston Bruins at some point. No, but like when he went from Boston to Florida in that transition time, that's when I grabbed him in fantasy hockey and he went off. And it was great for me because what happened that year, I went on to win the championship. I I don't know. I don't acknowledge. Yeah, you don't acknowledge anything. But um, Kevin Rooney is gone. Calgary Flames. I like like Kevin Rooney. Never forget, Chris. Game two of the conference final, we're walking through on the bridge. <laughs> hey, Roots! <laughs> Sorry, Roots. <laughs> yeah. Um, Greg the Keg is gone. Thank 
God. Jesus. To Edmonton. Keith Emoji Kincaid goes to Boston. Shipping up to Boston. Oh. Uh, Sorry. Dustin Braun goes back to Philly. Yeah, that one's a little shocking. I didn't see that one. I did, I, I, well, you know, I mean, if, honestly, for Philly, I mean, it's a smart it's a smart move for Philly. He was the best defenseman Philly had. Um, yeah, that's not saying much. I know, but but Justin Braun was a real. I I really would have liked to have Justin Braun still as a depth defender. Me too. Um, Andrew Cop, unfortunately, with the Trocheck signing, and well, the, no, it was, it was before the Trocheck signing. He, they said he was out. So yeah, but I, but I'm saying like them. Uh, let me let me let me paint the picture here. With the Sammy Blay signing, with the Kratzoff signing, with you know that the room, the wriggle wiggle room was pretty much none. So he goes to Detroit. Um, they're still sitting. Uh, Anthony Boteto is gone too. By the way, he has joined Mark Stahl in Florida. So all the New Yorkers retiring to Florida. Um, Um, the outstanding ones that are kind of sitting out there still, Ryan Strong, we know it's just where he goes. He's not coming back unless there's like some, unless, unless the deal is, I mean, no, he can't, there's nowhere for him. Um, Tyler Mott again, another one jury was quoted today as saying, yeah, don't it's there's there really isn't a fit, not necessarily quoted as a, there isn't a fit, but money wise it isn't there um so they have those sitting out the big one was the big one which was huge for the rangers was trading patrick nemeth to the arizona coyotes thank you coyotes for being our we will take your trash <laughs> all trash must go we will take it all thank you thank well, you you know you. you want to know what's funny i don't know if you saw this yesterday but i i had actually sent out a tweet that you know, all right, they didn't buy out Nemeth, so I wouldn't mind if Drury attached a pick. I said a third rounder. I thought you know, you get away with it being a third rounder <coughs> to Nemeth and sending him to the Coyotes and using them the, the way that God intended. And it's really funny that the next day Chris Drury attaches a draft pick to yeah. Patrick Nemeth and ships him off the prospect. to get out of his full contract. And yeah, you got a prospect coming back, which who knows, like Yeah, again. But you know, they they, they get Yaroslav Halak, who is a great backup for Igor. Well the biggest thing is Yarrow can't shut us out anymore. Yarrow can't shut us out anymore. Um you know I think he's one of the better backups, if not one of the best backup alternatives out there in the NHL. So to get him behind Igor, I think is is big. Um, Louis Domingue is your replacement for Keith Kincaid. He's going to take his chef skills to Hartford. Okay. The big one, Vinny Trocek, the seven-year 5.6 deal with the Rangers. There's your second-line center. That solidifies your center core. And let's talk about this because people are out there going gaba nuts over it's a lateral move. It isn't a lateral move in in any 
in any universe, it's not. Vincent Trocek is a large upgrade. Is he the best center option out there? N no. A lot of people were throwing, oh, well, JT Miller would have been a better option. Nazem Kadri, better option. Okay, fine. Okay. The cost of those. Well, I was, I was just going to say, first off on Kadri, Kadri has never had a year like he had this year, ever in his career. And Kadri is already, I want to say he's already 30. Um, I am not giving a guy off of one, one year close to an $80 million contract. Kadri no, is going to command big money. He's going to and look off of the season he had. He's he's right to ask for it. And he and he is a big time player. I mean, but he's never been. He's he's not necessarily the guy. Um, he was he he had never center. Absolutely, he had Absolutely. never been what he was this year. That's what I'm saying. But. You know, JT Miller has been here before. There's a lot of background stuff about JT Miller that didn't go well. Um, has he matured? Has he changed? Probably. But has that bridge been burned? Probably. Do you want to take that? Do you want to go back to that well again at a really hefty cost? I felt like this with Vinny Trocek was the safer option and the more solid for what the Rangers need right now. It's not a breaking of the bank contract. Is it long in the years? Sure. If they win a Stanley Cup or two in this timeline, who the hell cares? That's the whole point of this. The point is the Rangers need to have a great lineup because you win a cup and no one gives a rat's ass about the contracts. That's not you true. You deal with it. Ah. <laughs> There will still be people that complain about contracts. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, you know, it's like the, it's like the Chicago fans that are like screaming about the contracts that they're having to deal. You won three cups in 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 what like a, in a decade? Six Chill years. Out. Yeah, yeah, in in less than a decade. Chill out, like relax. Um, I don't want to hear it, but again, Vinny Trocheck. In his down years in the faceoff dot, were either as good, if not better, than Ryan Strom. And those were his first three years in the league, I believe. He has never been below 50% since then. He was, I believe, a 54 or 55% in the faceoff dot, which, if I if I just do a quick off the top of my head and pull out of my ass, is the best center numbers on the Rangers. It's better than Mika, better than anybody else that we got. Um, he's got more offensive punch. This is another guy that I compared, not in not in terms of production or the style. I compared him with Vetrano in the essence of this is a guy that could be and should be your big-time top six minutes contributor, but just kind of got buried down in the depth because of where he was. Same thing like with Vetrano, how I felt with Vetrano. When Vetrano got buried down in the Florida depth, you, you, you didn't see the production there, but when he was when they needed him in the top six, he was producing, and he was producing good. Same kind of concept there. Um, you see a lot of people saying, "Well, Filipino, Filipino, you know they should have Filipino should have been the second line center, and then they should have went and signed Paul Stastny. 
Yeah, in an ideal perfect world, sure. Philip Heedle goes out of the gate, begin the season, takes off, and he is a force to be reckoned with. And then you've got a veteran, solid, great center behind him and Paul Stassi on the third line. In theory, yeah, that's great. Problem is, if he doesn't work out and you got to flip Paul Stassi into your second-line role, are you going to be able to rely on that for the full season? And are you going to be able to have now, are you weakened? Or is Filipino, are you still good, one, two, three? Versus... Now you have Vinny Trocek, who's in your second-line center. You know that you're, he's going to put up probably career years in points with Panarin and whoever he's going to have on his wing. Um, he's going he's gonna to put up big big production and big numbers well, there. At the, tra- at the trade deadline, that second line will be Artemi Panarin, Vinny Trocek, and Patrick Kane. God. So. Jesus. Um, but you'll have, you'll, have, you'll have that. And that gives you, again, that allows Philip Hedl to continue to grow and build into that role as a third-line center. Does it mean that, oh, they've given up on him? No. But it may just mean that they see him as a third-line center. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you if you go into the season and you have a top two, if you're Mika Trocek and Hedl, and you're playing like how they played in the playoffs – if the kid line somehow stays together or, like, the kids are performing the way they did, you're really going to sit there and go, oh, no, Philip Heedle's on the third line. Like, really? You're going to have a force to reckon with for an offense. And people are like, oh, no, but where are they going to put this? What are they going to do with this? Like, hello? The whole point was to make the center core as strong as they could. And I think with what Jury was able to do with the cap dollars – and their limitations, and keeping mind of everything coming down the road, I think they pulled off the right move. Now, we'll see how it translates once it gets onto the ice. But I thought it was a solid move. Did they, I, overpay? Did they overdo the years? Fine. Whatever. You can complain about that. But I, I think it's, it's one of those things in terms of the years that it's three years too long. It, it, like it is, it's just it. It's three years too long, but, but the money isn't, isn't. But right, the money's not bad. The money's, the money's not bad, and it's one of those things where, in years five, six, and seven, him making what is he making five six right five point six two five I think, that's 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 the number. So cap is going to be hopefully. Right, and that's what I was going to say. In three years, the cap is supposed to take a uh, ridiculous jump. If he's not, you know, if you want to get out of that contract then, which by then the Rangers' salary cap should be in a more manageable position because of the cap jumping that way. And the it, buyouts. And the buyouts will be off the books and everything like that. It's one of those things where that deal is going to look like a steal Especially if he produces at the level with Panera that we all expect. That right. I said to you today that with Trocek's eyes closed, playing with Panera, he should walk to a seventy-point season. I think that's fair. Like, like because let let's be real, and I like Ryan Strom. I had no issues with Ryan Strom. Vinny Trocek is a bona fide finisher around the front of the net. Vinny Trocek does not miss wide open nets 
anybody who says that this was a lateral move for the Rangers to go from Strom to Trocek, you're what you're saying, and I just want you to understand this. If you're one of the people that said that, what you said was, I watch nothing else but the New York Rangers. I don't watch any other hockey. So when it comes to talking about other players, I literally don't know them unless I see them play the Rangers. No, or or you, yeah, or I was gonna say you saw Trocek in the playoffs that, against, who in the beginning of the series was disappointing. That that's what you're saying. Okay. This is a guy who in Florida scored 30 goals and had a 70-point season. And then there were some injuries and then the trade to Carolina. And then, you know, his role changed a little bit in Carolina. But also, let's not forget, this is a guy Gerard Gallant knows really well from their days in Florida. Gallant trusts Vinny Trocek a lot. And let's also be honest. This is not a bad guy for Philip Heedle to sit behind for a couple of years. Third line center, if that's what he's going to be for his career, it doesn't matter. Like, but it's also the other thing that Ranger fans are forgetting too is Heedle is still only twenty two years old, twenty three years old. Yeah, let's say here four years of any Trocheck. If Heedle continues to grow and forces, look, if Heedle continues what he did during the postseason. He'll leap for on Trocek. He could, potentially. And at the worst-case scenario, you have a shutdown third-line center of any Trocek. Oh, no. Terrible. So, th- this, <laughs> this is... Trocek brings a physical style. He plays that gritty, on-the-edge kind of game. He's, yeah, he's defensively... Re- he's defensively responsible, which Ryan Strom never was. He can finish at a higher rate than Strom can. This is a great move by Jury. It's a huge upgrade. It's it's a huge. It's upgrade. a huge. It's a huge upgrade. I, I don't. It alleviates pressure on Zabanajad too. And I don't mean that to. I, I don't mean that to slight because yeah, I mean I, I don't mean that as a slight towards. towards Ryan Strom is a good is a good hockey player. But it was Vinny, an upgrade. This was a clear upgrade, and the Vinny, right, you're in the business to upgrade. Vinny Trocek is a bona fide second line center. Strom sure. is Strom is a second line center on a team like the Rangers, and on a cup contending team, he's a third line center. Ryan Strom, you know what Ryan Strom is? He's a better version of Derek Stepan. <clears throat> That's fair. <clears throat> that it, it's just it's that simple. And the thing about the Trocek signing, <clears throat> the money is not a lot. It's less than six. It allows Drury to maintain flexibility. And it allows the Rangers to ice a cup contender again. And it, it so, solidifies center core more right. than what they have. So, so it's, it, it's one of those things, if you're a Ranger fan – Complaining about the signing, I'm going to just take it. I'm just going to draw it up to the fact you've never watched Vinny Trocek play, and playoffs last season in that first round because you didn't. You clearly didn't watch him against Boston, and you didn't really watch him in the last couple of games of that series against the Rangers. It, it, it's one of those things. Trocek's never played with a player like Panarin, you know. And when you get to play with a guy like Artemi Panarin, it just makes your life easier as a center. And the other thing is, too, 
four uh Vinny Trocek is tremendous on the four check. Tremendous on the four check. The Rangers had a lot of I'm issues. Really, I'm really interested to how it all plays out. I really I, am. I am so. too. I, I just I think the Rangers are a better team now than they were yesterday. And you know, look, I'm gonna miss Andrew Cop. I liked Andrew Cop, but I I'm glad Drury went the route of the proven NHL centerman that's played top six minutes instead of Cop who just did it, you know, who had this one oh. really good year. Well, look, but I mean, in, in fairness to Cop, though, I, I did, you know, Cop did have the value of Cop was the utility of him. His ability to, to be, a, I mean, still in this, as a center, I know his numbers with the Rangers weren't great in the dot. He's still a better center than Ryan Strom. He was still would have been an upgrade. Offensively, you know, the question mark could be there, but you could put him in any position, in any, in any, in any need. And he could do he could he could do what you need, but is Vinny Trocheck better than Andrew Kopp? Yes. Yeah, without question, without question, no doubt. Now that, the question that's... marks will be Sammy Blay and Vitaly Kratsov, as well as the kids. They still have Kapokako on the RFA that they need to that they need to get him ironed out. Um, I know the last reports were the bridge deal similar to Philip Heedle. Um, that was kind of the, the the thing that we were hearing. Nothing necessarily official, so just kind of spitballing on that. Um, that's kind of the the final the final pull there. Um, but the biggest thing was they needed to upgrade at second line center, and they needed to get rid of Patrick Nemeth, and they needed to get a backup goaltender. And on day one, Chris Drury went out and bang 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 took care of business. Now it's just tie up your loose ends and get ready for the season. I mean that's that's really all there is to it. Um, all right, we're going to talk I mean, about. Well, yeah, I mean it's just you know what you gotta you gotta. I think you you have to find a way to make a fourth line addition here, and if you can free up even some extra cap, I don't know how you're going to do it. But if yeah, you, I don't. you know, if there's any little wiggle room here, uh, every penny matters. They're definitely going to need. They, I, I would love to find a way to re-sign uh, Tyler Mott. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. I don't know how they do. I, I think you know Zach Aston Reese on a on a cheap contract to come in on the fourth line because you, you can't ice Dryden Hunt on the fourth line. That just can't he can't be it. on the NHL roster. He can't. Yeah. So it's, and I don't feel like well he skates hard and he's it's like yeah okay so did so did Brett Howden. The difference yeah. between Brent Howden and Dryden Hunt, Dryden Hunt looks was like it, Walmart version Jack Eichel. Well, well, not even that, but like Dryden Hunt isn't. You know, you could, you could. I felt like you could blow your breath at at Bart at at uh, Brett Howden and knock him off the puck. But that's it. Like that's okay. Great. Um, so yeah, there is still a weakness there on the fourth line. If Dryden Hunt is on your roster, um, fully agree, fully agree with you there. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the episode with we're gonna go across the NHL. We're gonna laugh one more time at the Islanders because that's fun. Why not? Um, <laughs> but before we talk about some of the other moves that happened, and then we close everything out, we want to talk to you about who is supporting 
the Face Off Hockey Network and this podcast, 30 on Broadway, and that is Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Their products, like the Lawnmower 4.0 with a freaking LED headlight, they have like the actual like 400K LED spotlight. It's like a headlight to shave your balls. All right. <laughs> Precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Or like Nick liked to say on the last podcast or something. Like I'm not even going to repeat it. Um, Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer. Use the promo code 30 on Broadway. Buy the performance package and you get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Or you can buy anything on the website, but buy the performance package. Nick and I got hooked up by Dominic from Manscaped. He sent us the performance package. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't have it sitting in front of me. I do have the back. Listen, so listen, listen, Ooh, my, it's like QVC. My balls, have, my balls have never been happier. What is bag? Yeah, he's a big fan of the Crop Reviver. He likes to spritz spritz a little bit here and there. You know? What else do I have in here? Oh, the Weed Whacker. Oh, I have the Weed Whacker in here. Look at this thing. It's got a nice weight to it. It's 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 a solid item. So, again, visit manscaped.com. Use promo code 30 on Broadway. Save yourself 20% off and get free shipping worldwide. And make your balls happy. There you go. All right. The rest of the NHL, um, it wasn't crazy, crazy, but obviously we talked about already, Vitrano, prior to the free agency frenzy, Evander Kane re-upped with a four-year deal with the Oilers. That makes all the sense in the world. The big thing that the Oilers did, they went and signed Jack Campbell because the Toronto Maple Leafs are like, we're going to ice Matt Murray next season and win the cup. Nick, do your ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't know what the hell they're thinking, um, I, dude. I, I don't. I don't even know. I, I don't know. So I'm gonna run through it real quick. I'm gonna run through every team real quick. Frank Fortrano, Anaheim Ducks gets a three-year contract. The Coyotes they just picked up players because they oh. have to pick up players as they play. You know, as they do what they're doing. Uh, the Bruins, a bunch of minor league deals. They're still waiting out on Patrice Bergeron. They're still waiting out on if David Krejci is coming back. So they're still kind of sitting there. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres signed former Coyote defenseman Ilya Labushkin. Gets a two-year contract. Yeah. They had a couple other deals. Wait, Chris, hold on. We got a special guest. Oh, there we have a special guest. Let's go. That's right. Let's go. Attaboy. Attaboy. I'm to record that and send that over. That's our clip for the week. Good stuff. Um, Calgary Flames obviously signed. Uh, they signed Kevin Rooney. Uh, and they lost Johnny Gaudreau. And they're going to lose Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk, a group two free agent. I, Mangiapani. Free agent as well. Could you imagine if we got Mangiapane and Panarin on the same team? I just I I I'm thinking about know. now. I'm Mangiapane. interested. Chris loves Andrew Mangiapane. I what does it mean I eat bread. 
I, I, I'm very interested to see where Calgary goes here because now that Gaudreau's gone and he turned down a lot of money from Calgary to stay, what does Matthew Kachuk do? Does he decide that he wants to go home to St. Louis? I like. I just feel like it's inevitable that yeah. that's going to be a huge headline. Be I, I think Calgary might be looking at a full-on rebuild here. Carolina Hurricanes are having changes. Max Domi goes to Chicago, who I don't know what Chicago's doing. Not Max Domi related, but God, what the hell they're doing on the other side. Ian Cole goes to Tampa Bay. Alex Lyon goes to Florida. A little bit of another deal. Brennan Smith goes to the Devils. Uh, Vinny Trocek, obviously, <laughs> you know, goes to the Rangers. Josh Jacobs and Spencer Smallman go to Colorado. They Wait, still how are you going to – I was going to say, like, Brent Burns, man. They brought in Burnsy. Let me get there, man. That's a trade. They trade for Brett Bur- Brent Burns with the, Chicago, with, the, with the Chicago Sharks. Yeah, the San Jose wow. Sharks. Um, apparently no one wants EK65. No shocker there. Uh, they also traded Tony, Tony D-Bag to the Philadelphia Flyers. So Tony goes home to filthy Delphia. No surprise. That's perfect for him. Good luck to him. Nino Niederreiter, Tarmo Rudinen, Maxime Lejoy, uh, Marty Nakish, Nakash, and who else? I feel like, is it, uh... All right, that's who's sitting out for Carolina. So they got some things to go through. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks all must go. Um, all must go. I love how people were like, we should bring Dylan Strom in to replace Ryan Strom. Dylan Strom sucks at center. Like, please, come on. But they signed Max Domi, Colin Blackwell, and Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, they're in. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. Colorado Avalanche, uh, they lost Burakovsky. He goes to Seattle. That's a big That's a big difference. Uh, Darcy Kemper goes to the Capitals. Uh, let's see. Who else? Nicholas Abe-Kubel goes to Toronto. Um, they haven't had any major, like, big, big signings other than, I think, what, Josh Manson, I think, re-upped. Um... Josh Manson re-upped. So there's that one. Columbus Blue Jackets, obviously, the uh, pending is Johnny Hockey. And then they got uh, Gabranson on a four-year deal. The Dallas Stars kind of sitting all out there. Nemesnikov goes back to Tampa. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, I, I think Radulov is expected to go to Russia, I believe, or go oh, back overseas. I don't know for sure. The yeah, Detroit Red Wings are loading Red up. Red supposed to go back to is supposed to go back to the, the Detroit Red Wings are loading up. Andrew Kopp, Ben Sherratt, Dominic Kubalik, who Chicago just let walk away, and then David Perron from from St. Louis, all all in the fold now. Um, Thomas Grice, the, the backup goaltender, out the door. Obviously, Huso was out earlier. Um, they're gone. Mark Stahl, I believe. I don't know if that became official, if he went to Florida or not, but that's not showing on the tracker just yet. Um, Edmonton already talked about. Uh, Josh Archibald goes back to Pittsburgh. Um, that was the only other one that was out on that. Let's see what's going on. Uh, Florida Panthers, nothing all that big. They've actually lost a few players. Claude Giroux, that was the big one going to Ottawa. Um Ben Sherratt obviously goes to Detroit. 
Uh, Achiari goes to St. Louis. I think not a whole lot of other stuff like Colin White did get a one-year deal from the from the Senators, so he comes back. He goes over, so they flip basically. Um, the LA Kings they lost after the CU, like I said. Uh, ba ba ba. Brendan Lemieux resigned after he wasn't given his qualifying offer. The Minnesota Wild. Why am I not seeing that Cam Talbot was traded? Cam Talbot was traded to Ottawa. Um, Delorier goes to Philly. Nick Bustad goes to the Coyotes. Nothing else really going on there. Mark Andre Fleury, of course, re-upped. He re-signed. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Nothing really has changed. Laurent Dauphin, who I think was a Coyote prospect originally, goes back to the Coyotes. Uh, Ouellette, who I felt like wasn't Ouellette in Pittsburgh. Uh, no. I felt like he was, but anyways, no. nothing, nothing else really major there. Um, Nashville Predators. Nick Cousins continues his journey. Man, he bounces over to Florida. Dave Riddick, who has fallen off the map from his Calgary. Hey, leave, leave big save Dave alone. Yeah, big save Dave has not done big save things. Um, the New Jersey Devils, they were getting Johnny Hockey, and then they got Brendan Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 They have to re-sign Vitek Vanacek, who they just acquired. Um, your favorite part, the Islanders. Nothing. I, I just it, it's just, it, dude, it's hysterical. Like it's Can you just laugh? it's Can you laugh? <laughs> All right. Ottawa Senators, Claude Giroux gets his three year contract. Uh Adam Gaudet goes to Toronto. It's really kind of all the big stuff there. Philly, we already talked about, no other changes there. Pittsburgh, uh, the apparent Ranger Evgeny Malkin, who everybody's like, he's going to the Rangers. Signs a four-year deal. That's after I, I don't like I don't understand. Like this one I felt like should have been the Latang deal, but whatever. Latang obviously re-upped earlier. Tokarski re gets a gets a one-year contract. Um, I talked about the other ones. Jan Ruda signs a three-year contract with the with the Penguins. Um, nobody else off the board or anything there for they got Jan Ruda. That's a that's a nice little that's a nice little signing. That's actually sneaky. That's a I, I like Jan Ruda. Yeah, it is it is a good signing on the back end for them where they where they need it. So that that, yeah, is that, good... that that's a that's a sneaky good little that's, signing. That was close, so who cares? Uh, the Kraken they got Burakovsky, which is a good pickup for them. That is a good pickup. They lose Connor Carrick to Boston. Um, they also pick up uh, blah, 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 forward Carson Kuhlman. Um, more of a versatile versatility guy. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have a couple of, of moves yep. that they do. Nick Letty. I was say, brought back Nick Letty. Yep. Uh, the other guys I already talked about because I already mentioned that they're all they're all in. Obviously, David Perron out the door, which I was surprised on. That one surprised me. Tampa Bay. Obviously, they lose Ruda. They bring back Nemestikov. They sign uh, Ian Cole. What's going on with Andre Pilat after they make the McDonough deal? They may, it doesn't look like they're re-signing him. 
No, That's they made the McDonough deal so they could just spend stupid money on. They gave Anthony Sorelli what an eight-year deal. I believe it was. They gave Sorelli an eight-year deal. They gave Eric Chernak an eight-year deal. They gave Mikhail Sergachev an eight-year deal. They just yeah. said we're going to give about eight-year deals to everybody. Both, yeah, Sergachev, Sorelli, and Chernak all get eight-year deals today. Um, yeah, they probably really want to move. Uh, what's his name? They would love to move Kalorn. Yeah. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're going to roll it out with uh, Matt Murray. Congratulations, boys. Have fun with that one first round exit. Um, and and their backup is uh, Ilya Samsonov from who, the, the Washington. Who couldn't cut it in Washington. Way to go. Vancouver Canucks. Uh, nothing major. Obviously, Yaroslav Halak goes to the Rangers. Uh, Nick Patan leaves to go to Minnesota. The Vegas Golden Knights. All right, boys. This is the one. They didn't qualify Brett Howden. You're doing great, honey. They didn't do it. They did not qualify Brett the non-jet I-check air Howden. But they did trade Max Pacioretty and another prospect to the Carolina Hurricanes for a complete salary dump. Nothing in return. Future considerations. Yowza. The Washington Capitals. Darcy Kemper signs a five-year contract. Ryan Lindgren gets a three-year contract. I said that just to make you freak out. Charlie Lindgren, the goaltender from St. Louis in the St. Louis system. Relax. I was joking. Um, they lose Phoenix Copley to the Kings. Samsonov, of course, goes to Toronto. The Winnipeg Jets, nothing really going on there. Uh, we know Pierre-Luc Dubois wants out. Eric Comrie left to go to Buffalo. And that's all we got for you there. So awesome. Fun times. All right. I we'll love I love I love the free I love free agency. I do. Uh, but look, there's still, you know, I mean, as we're recording this, it's eight o'clock on Wednesday night, and there is still one major piece on the on the chessboard. Wednesday night. I said Wednesday night. I said Monday night. I said Wednesday night. You said what you said. I said Wednesday night. Whatever. There's still one major piece on the chessboard that has yet to go down, and that is Nazim Kadri. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Kadri moving well, forward. Nazim Kadri, uh, Ryan Strom. I mean, there's other. There's a lot of names still out there uh, that look, have look. not. I'm excited. You know, Perry, I'm, does Corey I'm, Perry go to Colorado? I'm really John excited. Stop cutting cut me off. John Klingberg. I'm really excited John to see Klingberg. you, son of a bitch. Jake Odinger, Jason Robertson, the Strom brothers, Nito Niederreiter, Riley Smith, which is imminent to resign. Do continue. <laughs> no, are you done? We're good. We finished. We wrapped up in one hour. Good times. All right. Well, welcome to season four of Thirty on Broadway. We're not David Quinn 
we're definitely not quitting. I don't know where else I was going to go with that. I had something and I, I lost it. Usually Nick is the closer of the podcast, but he doesn't want to. He's mad right now. So if you listened on Facebook, uh, we did this for a little bit of fun. If you're listening on the podcast, we love you. Thank you so much. And if you don't think Vinny Trocek is an upgrade over Ryan Strom, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. <laughs>